Welcome to the round table. This is episode <laughs> 74. Okay, 74. I almost said 43. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> hey, yeah, 43 and 73, they both. That's are, really similar. Yeah, it I is. Know. They're really close. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to the round table. This is episode 74. I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church. And this is Mike Hill, our lead pastor. <laughs> oh, good job, You're welcome. Jenny. Thank good you. Job. Thank the, you. Make sure you don't cut out the first part either, Nick. No, you really. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Why yeah, do no, we always gonna, do that? We never... Because it makes it unique. Okay, that's yeah, that's fine. a lot better. That's the fine. uniqueness of it. It's real. It authentic. is real. It is yeah, real. That's what I'm saying. Very make real. It, make it unique and authentic. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget to welcome. Oh, I know. Our, I wasn't going to. Okay. Our special special guest, Heather Wilson, and she is on the worship team, <laughs> and she's Nick's wife. <laughs> Well, no, Nick is her husband. There you go. There we go. I meant that first. That's right. Option B. It's funny because Nick is from Huntington, but he'll go places and they'll be like, are you Heather's husband? And he's like, wait a minute. This is my stomping ground. (laughs) That's so funny. Which that's the part that, you know, when I was saying like, I know know you, but I don't know a lot about you. Like you're not from, never grew up around here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you because people, again, from the church who would see you on stage mm-hmm. would be like, know you, but a face, but right. you know, and I'm assuming everybody that's involved in the school system knows you because you're kind of a yeah. famous teacher. A I famous am, teacher. I, am. Really? I know more people under the age of 10 probably oh. than I do adults. <laughs> <laughs> like we go even Fort Wayne or uh-huh. somewhere else and it's Mrs. Wilson, Mrs. Wilson. And Nick's like, really? We can't but go out to dinner? But you've been in teaching for a long time. Um, this is year 10 yeah. in, oh, wow. in Huntington. Yeah. yeah so that's what I mean. It's like these or even older people now that have been through and mm-hmm. yeah, so she's yeah. famous. I mean, she's a good yeah. teacher. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My, um, first group of fifth graders are seniors this oh, year. Wow. Um, so before that, the two years before that, I was a paraprofessional in the special education room wow. at Northwest elementary because there were no teaching jobs to be had. Really? So yeah, they were riffing teachers and getting rid of them. And now there's a teacher shortage. I was yeah. going to say, that's yeah. not the case now, right? right. It's not, no. I mean, we're hiring people without teaching degrees at this <gasps> what? point. So what? Any happened. degrees? That's happening with uh, Emma. You have to have a degree. A degree. Emma has her four-year degree in something. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But she's working at Riverview, and they're working her through a program to help her get her wow. teaching degree. Because, again, I don't think that, yeah, who do you hire? That's amazing. Yeah. She got hired on the spot, I think, not this year, but the last year, because they couldn't find anybody. Wow. You're willing? You're willing to work with middle schoolers? What? Yeah. That's crazy. Which would be tough. Yes. I think. Because you started with fifth graders. I mean, other than special education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fifth grade. And then I moved to second grade. Now I do reading intervention. So I work with struggling readers and it's precious. <laughs> precious. <laughs> like they sound out words, you know, like k a yeah. Rug. And I'm like, no, not rug. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, the word is not rug. How do they teach you to do that? Like, how do you teach them to do that? I oh, guess. Oh, there's so many steps. To what, say rug? I just don't think I could teach somebody to, I <laughs> to could do it, but I couldn't, I don't know. There's so many tricks. Like right. only blend the first two sounds and then tack on the third sound or. That's I patience. Guess. Oh, that yeah. is well, total patience. Before we patience. get into your like history, is so would you say that less kids read now than that they did before. Yeah, what? unfortunately. So like our kids read all the time. Like uh-huh. my kids used to have headlamps. So when they went to bed, yeah. they would read when they would go to bed. And <laughs> that's cute. And there's tons of kids now that I'll ask them like, have you read this book or have you read this book? And like, they don't read anymore. Like they yeah. don't, even my own children, I try to encourage like to it, read. but mm-mm. Huh. But they so read their sometimes phone. a punishment. <laughs> they read their phone. That's uh, really reading. Give me your phone. Get a book. Blog. Blogs. That's reading. That's reading. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I know. But like, like so physical is there, books. But is there value in reading a book? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They make you smarter. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and again, I mean, I think it broadens your horizon. Right. Vocabulary. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just wondered because it seems to me like that's kind of a lost art now. Somebody picking up a book and reading it or... Audible. Maybe we ought to get kids on Audible. See, like teaching them to read, but then also like getting excited about story. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the missing thing is just like, 
my kids love to read because of the story. I the mean, imagination. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it. Yeah. yeah, their imagination was going and they love that kind of stuff. And so, you know, maybe if you get them on Audible and get these books that have like all kinds of different things. Like I told, if your kids don't listen, like listening or reading the Bible, if you give them, get them that um, on Audible, they have the... Bible reading, but it's like you hear birds, you hear nails, you hear wind. That's cool. When the devil talks, it sounds like the devil. I mean, it's like all kinds. So when you hear a story, it's so much different. Yeah. It brings it to life. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It just brings it. Yeah. Just like the Chronicles of Narnia. Like Ooh, I love it's all Chronicles. kinds of different characters with different voices. They call that something, but anyway, yeah. Sorry, that was off the subject. I just wondered if you <laughs> saw less people reading. Yeah, and then it correlates to their writing, too. So, like, when I taught second grade, every story ended with, and then she died. Or, (laughs) and then she woke up. It was. was, Every story ended with either death or you woke up and it was all a dream. Oh, wow. That was how all of their stories ended. So, we we spent a month, probably, on how to write a good ending to your story. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. See, I want to be a good writer. I so wish I could write. You don't think you are? I write like I talk. And so, like, when I journal, uh-huh. if you read my journal, it probably sounds stupid because it's <laughs> like I'm talking, you know. And so yes. I just, But that's not the way to write. But that's a good rough draft. No. That's a good place it's to a, start. It's for sure that. But Sherry would always remind me. She's like, you're a terrible writer. <laughs> <laughs> you're a great speaker. You're terrible at writing. Because, again, it doesn't, like, I'm assuming the person reading it would. Because that's always been my dream. I want to write a book. But. Yeah, that'll never happen because I can't write. Well, you can have somebody else write it for you. Get a team. Get a team. A team team writing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I always said, like, so much fun to think through, like, going and writing about something. Mm Because I love to journal and I love to, you know, take those thoughts and get them out of your head and put them down. And then once you start writing something down, there's something about processing that doesn't happen when it's still in your head. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Once you start to write it down. And I always said too, like after Sherry died, you know, one of the greatest gifts to my kids were she's been journaling since we started dating at 15. That's amazing. So she has like what our dates were like. She has what we did and she can see it in their handwriting in her handwriting, like Mm -hmm. the things that she put down. I'm like, what a gift, right? To, yeah. For them to be able to go back and yeah. look at all of those things. What was she thinking? What was going on? With, like, that's something that's just will last forever. Yeah. You know, but. I wish everybody would do that. Yeah. Well, you do now. Yeah. Not as much as that, but yeah. Well, I, yeah. But that would be nice. Like thinking about your kids, like having that. Just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to be able to give it away or even mm-hmm. just like, what were you thinking when? Yeah. You know, certain things were happening, you mm-hmm. know, so you can go back and you can see. Like when kids were born or when the kids were doing certain right. things, she would write down like what she was thinking and what was going on and what she was praying for them. And See, I wish I would have had that. Yeah. To well, look back fun. on. Well, that's what I'm saying. And when she's gone, those are gifts exactly. you can't. Yeah, you just can't. Everything else is just like you get a ring or you get a dress. Just, that's get, not like, the same. It's not even close, right. you know, to what you can get from going back and looking to what somebody was thinking about yeah. and what they were praying about and what was going on in their life. So mm-hmm. for that's why we said to our audience, if for any other reason other than a gift to your children, you should journal mm-hmm. just for that reason. I mean, even if you don't like it, try to figure it out of like, just to think someday you'll be gone and it'll be the most precious gift your children will ever have because yeah. they'll know you in a way that no one can stand on a stage and say it. Mm-hmm. They just oh, can't. Yeah. And nobody can honestly, even from a spouse's standpoint, you can't say it either because the innermost thoughts that go inside of a journal are different than right. you know what we as spouses share about each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. journal just for that reason. Yes. You know? Yes. Anyway, okay. So t- <laughs> Go journaling. Off the subject. Are you a journal, Heather? I have had phases, phases. of journaling. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you were talking about like looking back at what you've been praying about and mm-hmm. then seeing God answer big prayers. And yeah. that's that's neat for me yes. to look back and go, oh gosh, three years ago I was praying. A friend of mine has triplets and they were really, really sick. And so mm. we were praying for these triplets and now they're five and uh, flourishing. Wow. And, yeah. That's so awesome. Crazy. Yeah, those that part is cool. Yeah, when you can go back and like this was a season mm-hmm. and this is what we're praying for, and now there was an answer. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you. Where are you? Because I think I know where you're from, but I don't really guess. <laughs> Try to guess. Take a guess. Um, it starts with a V. A V. It does. Uh, it's in Ohio. Vincent's. 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 That's Ohio, right. Indiana. No. Yeah. Dang Southern it. Indiana. Okay, wrong. Yeah. Yep. yeah, because you went to college like every no. 
Were you down there? Uh-huh. Is Vincent's a college? There is a college. Yep. Okay. Junior wow, college there. Wow. That's you. No, don't look at me. I just remember <laughs> oh my gosh. at some point in the conversation. But that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you grew up. I yeah, grew so, up in Vincent's. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you grew up. Like uh, family, life, faith. How did it all fit together? Did you grow up in a, do you have a lot of brothers and sisters? Like I know none of these things. Yeah. That's crazy. We've known each other for a while. No, I know. Um, just tells you how bad of a person I am. No. <laughs> we just have other things to talk exactly. about. <laughs> Uh, so I, my parents divorced when I was really little, I was like three or four. And then my mom remarried when I was in kindergarten. So I grew up mom and stepdad and my sister, Melissa, she's two years younger than me and we get along great now, but not (laughs) so much growing up. Um, we just picked at each other, you know, that's close in age for girls. For sure. Um, fought over boys and clothes and all the things. Um, but it's funny cause like as an adult, now I know that my parents started going to church because they wanted us to have the opportunity to mm. know Jesus mm. and they thought it was too late for them. So oh, really? yeah, I went on my walk to Emmaus and mm-hmm. my dad, my stepdad wrote that in my letter to me Really, that they thought it was too late for them and quickly found out that mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't, but right. that was the whole reason that we started mm. going to church cause they wanted to give us that chance and so the lady that ran my daycare when I was little, she started as the youth pastor at the church close to us. So we kind of shifted. We had gone to church. Um, my stepdad was in the military, and so his military chaplain was the pastor at a little country church, like oh, wow. a stand up if you're able mm, kind of church. Yeah. And so we went there. <laughs> stand up if you're able. Yep. I have not heard that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. That's a good stand one. Stand if you're able. Yes. Um, like reading Oregon, verses and stuff. Yes. Like yeah. the responsive if, readings all and old. all of that. Oh, yeah. okay. yeah, I get it. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually like, do say that because all the people are. Yeah. Old. Oh, I thought it was like you know when oh, they no. say verses and we people oh, yeah. when they say verses you're supposed to stand. Oh, yeah, but if you're able, yeah, they okay, are able it. because they're a bunch of old people. Got you, yes. got you. Yeah. Um, so then we moved churches and came to the one that was closer to us, and that's the church I grew up in, and that's where Nick and I got married. And um, yeah, well, so I, I went there. Like, the guys, because I'm this is I'm curious about how was. Um, because one of the things we're seeing today is a lot of divorce, mm-hmm. right? So that's pretty prevalent. In fact, I would say that's pretty normal, mm-hmm. right? A lot of divorced families and then a lot of blended families. Like yeah. I would say that's, that's probably more normal than a normal family. Is that yeah. the right word? Mm-hmm. That's not, I shouldn't say normal. So a more non-divorced yeah. family and divorced blended families, they're at least 50-50 now, if not more blended families mm-hmm. than you know, families that have stayed together. How much of effect did that have on you? Did it have any of effect? Like, did it matter to you as you were growing up that, I mean, that wasn't a a big deal. Like you just kept rolling with the punches, never really made that much of a difference to you in that. Mm -mm. No, I, my dad and stepmom lived in Florida. They moved to Florida when I was, I don't know, middle of elementary school. And so I had mom and stepdad that loved me very much. I had dad and stepmom that loved me very much. And yeah. So as a kid, I mean, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out because, so it can be still be good, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what I'm trying to yeah. like yeah. walk that journey of is that even though it didn't work out for you, you still had a great relationship with your dad, a great relationship with your mom and with your. And they didn't talk nasty about each other. And, See, you know, yeah. they, I mean, with my dad being so far away, he didn't get to come to ball games and choir concerts and right. dance recitals and, you know, all right. of that. But I think those are the things that I, I'm sad about right. that he missed out on, but. Do you still have a relationship with him? Yeah, he, they, so they lived in Florida. Um, Hurricane Irma mm. a few years ago wiped them out. Oh, wow. Um, so dad moved to New Harmony, which is down by Evansville. Oh, okay. So. So he's closer. Yeah, yeah Closer. So yeah. I don't see him much more, but. Yeah. We still talk. Right. Yeah. So you, again, you still have a relationship yeah. and it's still good. And yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so you went to church growing up. Yep. Right. And then, yeah, we were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday wow. night, um, vacation Bible school. We even, I was thinking about this not too long ago. Somebody mentioned something that sparked it, but we had something called kids club. And it was the first Saturday of every month. Parents just drop their kids off so they could go do their grocery shopping or whatever. That's amazing. And we learned Bible study or, you know, Bible stories and songs and ate snacks and hmm. it was fun. Wow. Yeah. So for you, cause we ask everybody the same question. So you grew up with faith. Mm-hmm. So 
was faith an important part of your decision-making in high school? So like when you went through high school, because this is what we're trying to, well, one of the things we keep asking everybody is we're still trying to figure out in a high school generation mm-hmm. right now, it's a challenge to be a believer and it's yeah. a challenge to have live out your faith. I would say it's a challenge to live out your faith. I mean, you have high schoolers, so maybe you can tell <laughs> us more, but I'm assuming that it's hard to make decisions based upon your faith now, but when you were growing up, was it easy? Like, did you, because of your faith, you know, was it an important part of your decision-making as you went through high school or was there challenges, you know, in that process? I think we had a huge youth group. I mean, we did things together a lot. So, and like I said, we were at church all the dang time. So yeah. <laughs> right. um, it was a definitely a driving force. I mean, I made mistakes. I did stupid yeah. stuff as a teenager, but for but the most part, yeah, it was in my head. Right. That's what I'm saying. But at yeah. least it was a part of, for you in that all of us makes mistakes and mm-hmm. decisions we make. My point, it was like, but it was still something that you could come back to. Right. Oh, like sure. this is something that helped with my convictions, helped mm-hmm. with my decision-making, helped with my future choice of a husband. <laughs> I mean. Well, even so, like the, you, the youth group, that means that you have friends that are around that too. So that matters. Yeah. You yeah. are who you hang with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's even, even today, like, they've said this over the last six, seven years, high school youth groups have essentially evaporated, you know, because kids get their license and they're always busy and yeah. it's hard to get together and it's hard to have, you know, that kind of community. Youth groups mm-hmm. aren't like they were 20 years ago. You but know? we didn't have cell phones and we, yeah. you know, we yeah. weren't connecting in that way. So right. if you wanted to connect with people, you had to go where the people were. Right. Right. So, yeah. so if you wanted to be difference. social, mm-hmm. you had to, yeah, you had to do that. Yeah. So, Nick was from Huntington. So how <laughs> is it that you and Nick met? Um, so we both went to Vincennes University. Um, it's a junior college. Okay. And so I ended up there. I didn't want to go to VU. My mom was a teacher there. Oh. And I did not want to go to VU. I wanted out of my mm-hmm. hometown. You know how yeah. kids yes. are. Yeah. Um, and I actually made jokes about, I will never date somebody that goes to VU because <laughs> you only go there because you can't get into a yeah. bigger school. Or you Is know, that really true? That's Probably junior, not, but I that's mean, what I thought. Yeah, just, I didn't <laughs> know. No. Like, is junior college is that why? But that they was your exist? hometown too. Yes. So that would be I you would think that of that. But, but I got a scholarship that paid for the first two years of school. Whoa. If I went to VU, okay. I would pay for that, and then I could transfer to any state school for the other two. Whoa! Did you always know so, what you wanted to do? I yeah. wanted to be a teacher. Did I was really? like, oh yeah, dead set on it from really a young age, you know, you look back, my parents kept this, um, diary thing. Mm-hmm. So each year they'd put my school photo in and then mm. pictures and report cards and all of that. And you always filled in yeah. what, I, what I want to be when I grow up. And mm. it's teacher, 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 teacher. Wow. Well, then I started school, uh, and realized that you don't make any money as a teacher. <laughs> and yeah, I was really good at math. So I decided I'm abandoning ship. And so I got a business degree Whoa! and I started really? working in banking and I sold life insurance, this little 20 something, you know, Whoa. I'm like literally 20 years old selling people life insurance and <laughs> yes. talking to them about estate That's planning so and all that. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. And Nick was going to, to, Vincent. And I yep. think that's wild. Like for him to just like come, you know what I mean? What I don't was know. He going? What was he going there for? Um, lots of different things. <laughs> Started, I think, in athletic training. They have a really good athletic training program, so it makes sense. Then he got involved in the campus ministry there and got excited about audio recording and stuff like that. So he was studying audio recording when I met him. Studying what? Audio recording. What do you do with that? I know. What is is that like? like Work in a radio? No, you work in a. Uh, like a music, a studio. music studio, oh. recording oh, bands. You and mean stuff. like the the guy running everything? Oh yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought everybody just learned it from somebody else. Like you no, go. To he school, was going to get a degree to, to be wow yeah, a so, producer or something. And that's what you ended up graduating with. <laughs> no, I graduated with general studies. Okay. A lot of credits. Hey, why, yeah. Why, why, why do you say it like that, Nick? Like, because you just got off track or because? School wasn't always the best for me. Okay. I feel you. Yeah. Just no, meaning you did not like it, at, like the whole studying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's awful. Who wants huh? to study? 
Why no? But why go to college if you hate school? Well, he met his wife there. There was a reason. Don't you think that is interesting? How many people like don't like school, but then they go to college anyway? Well, mm-hmm. I think it's because of that's the thing that you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to what? Go to like you're supposed to graduate and then go to school uh, immediately after. Yeah. yeah and like then you think you're going to get a job making the same amount of money that your parents make mm-hmm. and right out of school. And that's never yeah. the case. Yeah. Did yeah. your mom being, um, cause she was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So did that affect you too? Like seeing her growing up with her? Uh, sort of. She, she worked in accounting in the accounting field. Um, okay. When I was little, she worked like as the accountant for the eye doctor in town and stuff like okay. that. Um, but then she pursued a career in teaching That's and she so got her doctorate degree and yeah. Kind of so, like you. Yeah. I just keep going to school. <laughs> I'm getting my master's degree right now. And right. it's like, I feel like I'm going to be in school forever. Oh Lord. <laughs> so you guys met in the first year that you were there or? Uh, yep. Okay. Nick wow. had been there. Had you been there two years before I came? Yeah, I would have been two. Yeah. He's two oh, years so older it's a four-year school. It's a two-year school. Oh. Well, how long was he there? <laughs> well, he changed majors, so he oh, had to stay. Oh, so you because, just take a two-year and turn it into a four-year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed because of Heather. <laughs> I thought this was about Heather. <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't know that was possible. So like, yeah. you could just keep going. You just keep going. It's wow. a, It's cheap. I mean, comparatively to other higher education institutions, it's a... Relatively yeah. inexpensive place to go. It doesn't cost forty-seven thousand dollars a year. No, it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Stupid. Yeah. Um, so we went to the same campus ministry. Okay. I, not that I was a bad kid, but like I had said before, I had made some mistakes in high school and wanted to like reinvent myself in yeah. college. And <laughs> so I wanted to go to this campus ministry, and I went there, and Nick was playing guitar. And it was like, oh, he's cute. Uh, but I had said, I'm not dating hair? anybody. He did. Yeah. Did he really? I yeah. Um, like I just high, wondered. I highlights. Even. Like, highlights. Did he really? He did. I need to find a picture. You do. Um, yes. Nick was highlight. Yeah. And he wore a visor. Was he? So he was kind of He a was prep? the cool guy. Yeah. He was a preppy kid. Yeah. Wow. Um, Is that how you see him now? Is he kind of the preppy guy still? Uh. No. No. No, he can't be preppy with a beard. Like that. No, he's the hippie no. guy. Hmm? Everybody thinks he's the hippie the guy hippie. that doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Why are you wearing shoes today? Yeah. He was in a he so he led worship at our campus ministry and then he, they were in a band. There were like four or five of them together that were in a band and I thought that was pretty cool. So did you guys date for long before you got married? <laughs> no. No. Really? <laughs> okay. Um so my last name has always been Wilson. I was born Heather Wilson. Yes, that's why I was hoping what? you'd say. Yeah. Did you not know this? Listen, I'm almost embarrassed oh now my that gosh. we talked that like I've never had Here a conversation go. with Heather. I almost feel worse than <laughs> this I did is amazing. We started. <laughs> so I was born Heather Wilson. Okay. And then when I met Nick Wilson, it was like, oh, we can't date. That's weird. You have the same <laughs> last name as me. And he had a girlfriend and she lived across <gasps> Ooh, the street from me. So oh. I like growing up, like she was from there. the hometown? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh-uh, that's weird. Yeah. So. But it didn't come Heather. Right. Yeah. Well, he tells the story so sweetly. I came and auditioned for the worship team and they had played the same song over and over and over for all these auditions. Mm-hmm. And so when I walked in, he and his friend Justin were sitting against their amps like this. <laughs> they were just over it. And then you started singing. And then singing I started singing. And he, yeah. really? was like, he, oh. says, <gasps> he says he sat up straight and he looked at Justin and he said, I'm going to marry that girl. How do people know? Oh, wow. (laughs) Really? Did you know when you saw Sherry? Like, was it like immediately like I'm going to marry her? This is what I said. This is the weirdest thing. I don't know if it's like God is just, I don't know. Yes. So I told people Uh when I was 15 years old. Yeah. When I turned 60, I'm marrying her. Hmm. And you said people make fun of me all the time. (laughs) I bet. I told people the first time I met Sarah. Like, I'll marry her. Oh, that's so wild. You know, yeah, I and remember it's you the only that. two people I've ever dated in my life. Yeah. So I've only you dated two people in my life. And it was like, I'm going to marry her and I'm going to marry her. And so I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm naive mm-hmm. if that's, or I don't know. Or I just God hear just that a lot. something in my life. You know, it's one of those two things. But as soon as I met her, I mean, Sarah wasn't thinking that way. And neither was Sherry. <laughs> I feel you like know, the girl neither, never is. Neither one of the them The woman were never like, is. Like, whoa, you're hold, it. Hold yeah. Your yeah. Like, yeah. Like, right. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. And, you know, yeah. But it's interesting. 
Yeah, so for sure. So you, so Nick knew right away. I guess so. And where were you with it? Well, like I was when gonna, you guys started dating, like how long did it take for you to be like, oh um, yeah, he's the highlight man. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty quick. <laughs> the highlight man. I thought you meant literally like, no, like highlights, like of the highlight of my life. Multiple meetings. Multiple meetings. Wasn't there yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The highlight. So how long did how long did you guys date? Uh, you got married? Well. We didn't date very long, and then I was pregnant with Emma. Okay. Mm. So that was like a, whoa. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, so then, you know, you get the, all the people that are like, oh, they're just getting married because they're having a baby. And Yeah. Did not, you really? Not the case. Did you really get people to say that to you? Yeah. They would actually oh, say sure. it to you? Uh, no, they oh, would they say just kind of like kin around other people? Yes, yes. Yeah. But it always gets back. Oh, you know? Stupid people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 19 years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you guys uh, were dating, got married, and were still in school or were out of school? Uh, I think we had finished school because we got married in December. I think I okay. graduated in December. Okay. So, that's so you stayed right. down there. So you were so in Vincennes for a while. Yep. We lived okay. there till Bennett was born. And so Nick was a worship leader down there? Nick worked at Lowe's. Um, he was in management at Lowe's and, and you're selling life insurance and I'm working at a bank selling life I insurance. I love that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so different. involved in church, not involved yeah, in church. Yeah. And actually that's when we got involved with a church plant, oh, um, really? which was awesome. Okay. I mean, it was just, just a neat experience. Um, we, so the, the person that I was talking about that ran the daycare that I mm-hmm. went to when I was little, uh-huh. then she was my youth pastor. Then she decided to plant a church. <gasps> oh, really? cool. Um, she, you know, had been thinking about it and praying right about it for Vincent. a long time. Yep. And they, it's called Thursday church and they still meet on Thursday nights. They've to added, this day? yeah, they've added Sunday mornings, but they do Thursday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, because and she, what was the thought around Thursday? I know. I'm just curious. She had a heart for people that couldn't come on Sunday mornings. Like maybe oh. you work in a mm-hmm. field where you don't get off on Sunday mornings, like, um, people that work at the hospital or yeah. firefighters yeah. or police or whatever. Um, yeah. So they had been praying about it and that's what God laid on her heart. And yeah, so it was we got crazy be because I always thought that too. Like when Nick, were you here when we started Saturday church? Nope. Really? Oh, it was, if, again, if I was a believer, it'd be my choice of church. So instead of like, so we do it on Saturday nights and instead of donuts, so people bring in chips and dip and, Ooh. you know, so it was kind of like a, yeah. it was just a cooler vibe for me, like you know, nighttime. Saturday nights. And it was all of the professionals who could never make it on Sundays. So they were the nurses and like people who work right. weekends all the mm-hmm. time would come, but it never took off. Like hmm. people didn't, they're like, you go to church on Sunday. Oh yeah. God. Why not me, man? I get a church on Saturday anytime. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like that didn't matter to me because I love the idea. I think it's a great idea to create opportunities for different. people who can't, you know, make mm-hmm. it on a yeah. Sunday yeah, I've been morning. to Saturday church. You've what? I've been to a Saturday church. Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, we used to go to the chapel all the time on Saturday church. Oh, because they, yeah, they just had it as an extra service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they do now though. This was a long time ago. But either way, so she went on, planted the church, and you guys were highly involved in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we had little kids at this point. Right. Um, Emma and Isaac were both pretty, pretty young, but I helped in children's ministry. And that was kind of when it was like, okay, okay, God, I hear you that you <laughs> want me to be a teacher, but uh, I make, oh, so that's when I it make started really clicking. good money selling okay. my insurance. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. So at that point, then you decided to switch careers. Yeah. I, I left my job at the bank and went back to school. Ugh. I know. And then wow. found out I was pregnant with Bennett. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Staying so in school a, pregnant. Yeah. It was interesting. Oh my gosh. But we made it. Yeah. We yeah. survived. Uh, then we were feeling like my parents moved. So my, my mom got her doctorate degree. They moved to follow her career. Okay. And we didn't want to raise our kids without grandma and grandpa close oh, by. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we had prayed about moving up here to be closer to his family. And it was the craziest thing. It was like we prayed on Sunday. Tuesday, there was a job, like a lateral move that Nick could make within Lowe's from Vincent's to Marion. He called about it and, you know, applied online or whatever, Mm -hmm. had an interview Thursday, was hired on Friday. Wow. I mean, it was 
Really? Insanely fast. That is crazy. Wow. Crazy. So he moved up here to start working and I stayed back because Emma was in school at that point. So I stayed back with three children. <laughs> and little, how old that was little Emma children. How old was um, she? Emma was in first grade. First grade. Isaac was in preschool okay. and Bennett was an infant. Okay. Oh my so goodness. It was wow. a lot. I mean, my family was there, my grandparents right. and my sister. And right. So I had support, but yeah, like the furnace stopped working. So I'm calling Nick, baby crying. <laughs> it's freezing in here. Yeah. He's like, call your dad. <laughs> okay. Like, I'll be there in four hours, but there's nothing I can do until then. Because that's how far Vincent's is four yeah, hours away. Four hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And is it similar because again, I was always I always ask people like what would make you move to Huntington? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it just was it one big school back then? Like just Huntington North was like the only high school. As far as I know. Okay. I don't know when that actually happened. Yeah. No, know. that was a long, long time ago. Oh, it was. That was like that was a long, long time okay. ago. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. The Huntington like, North yeah. High School? The idea that there's only one high school in a community of forty thousand people. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, in our so we had county. Like within our county, there were multiple schools: South right. Knox, North Knox, right. Vincent's That's how it was Lincoln. When we like grew up. We, so South Adams, yeah. Belmont, and Adams Central. So there's tons of schools. Yeah. So it was always weird to me that it in is a weird. rural community that a, a school system would choose to have one great big high school. Yeah, you know, that especially from 30 miles around. away, like from um, Wal- not Wabash. Warren. Oh my gosh, Warren. Warren. Yes, yeah. right. like to make high schoolers drive. In the right. snow that, you know? Well, either way, I mean, it was just long. So I always wonder, like, what's the draw for people to come to Huntington? You know, what is the big? And the time when we were looking to plant here, people's like, well, it's a great bedroom community to Fort Wayne. So, like, um, you can live in yeah. Huntington and still get the ruralness, but you're, like, really close to Fort Wayne. So you mm-hmm. don't have to pay higher taxes and you don't have to do. And that's what I had heard. But, again, mm. I didn't know from a— like what you grew up with to coming to Huntington, was it a big, it was just the same. Felt pretty not, similar. It, yeah. yeah. Other it. than the, the high school thing. Yeah. I mean, I graduated with 300 Whoa. people and Nick's graduating class was like, what, 600? It was low 400. Oh, oh. Yeah. I was thinking it was a lot higher. Yeah. And that's what that was for me. My graduating class was 90 people, mm. you know, and so weird to come over. Cause I think our kids, I think Brady, when he went through him and Corbin, I thought they were close to 500 and something. Yeah, ours was close was to 600. Because when Jeremy crazy. graduated, it was only 400 and something. or Really? 390. And then when I went to Sarah's kids' graduation at Northfield, uh-huh. 67 people. Oh, gosh. Because I was like dreading Whoa. it. I was <laughs> dreading it. I was thinking Huntington North, like I need something to read the whole yes, time. Because yeah. they prayed every one of them kids across the stage. Well, they pray so, over them? So when you, parade. Oh, like at Huntington, you know, at Huntington, like yes. there's so oh, yes. many kids to go oh, through hours. and you're just sitting there waiting for your kid. And mm-hmm. I walked in the gym at Northfield and I'm like, <laughs> how many people was in this class? Because there ain't very many chairs here. And like, oh, I'm 67. And I'm like, wow. wow. Yeah, that that's a 30 big shift. 30 minutes. That's a big shift. I was yeah. like, yay, raw for not having to sit through a long, <laughs> a long graduation. So yeah. transition, what was the hardest part of the trial to transition? Anything? Uh, not having people. And I, I didn't work. I stayed home with the kids at that point. And so like, how do you meet people Mm -hmm. if you don't work outside of your home? And yeah. And we didn't have a church family at that point. And I don't, that was probably the hardest part. Yeah. And so how did you find both church Uh, family? Cause mm -hmm. you came from, which is really neat. Like you're coming from this cool church plant, thriving, good things are going on. And and I've heard people even say this before, like part of the reason they don't want to move is because of their church, like because of the church family and the people they're in, which I think is awesome. You know, that the church factors in a decision of Mm -hmm. whether you're going to stay somewhere, you know? And so for you, when you guys got here, how did you find relationships and how did you find a church? I started, I came to like a field trip or something with Emma's first grade class. And the principal was like, Hey, so we heard you're going to school to be a teacher. Do you want to, do you want a job? Are <laughs> oh, you wow. serious? I was like, mm, I do talk to me more <laughs> about this. So wow. uh, I just worked part-time at that point in the resource room in special education as a paraprofessional. And this was at Northwest. Northwest. At Northwest. Was yeah. Jay Peters around then? He had just left. It was okay. Terry Pierce was my yeah, principal. He was my principal. Point. Jay Peters mm-hmm. was our kid's principal. Yeah, I loved yeah. him. Well, I mean, our older kids. Yeah. 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 So I, Isaac was there. Your was Isaac he? was there when I worked there. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so I did that and we put Bennett in a babysitter that lived just right down the street from the right. school. And right. so then I started meeting people that way. Yeah. So that was a big that thing. So the job huge. opened up the ability to, 
And then it was like, where do you go to church? Where do you go to church? And yeah. we started, you know, checking out places. And was Patty there then when you were there? I don't she think not Patty ever taught at Northwest. Yes, she did. I think she did. She sixth did? grade. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's how Taylor had him, her. Him, her. Yeah. That's how Taylor had her. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always thought Patty was in town other than the Catholic school. Uh-uh. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So well, what church did you end yeah. up at? We went to Union Church. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I because, didn't know that. Yeah. Because yep. Union has always been a pretty big, popular church in Huntington. I think it was probably like Coffee Divine yes. was a big thing. Oh, and yeah. so I I'm a coffee lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So> yes. <laughs> they kind of hook you in. And they had Saturday church too. So I if, forgot we, about if Nick had to Divine. work on Sunday morning, then we'd go Saturday night. Right. So right. So you guys out. got plugged in at Union and- yeah, so let's talk about, again, journey raising kids, because one of the things I am interested in, you're in the thick of it, mm-hmm. right? You've raised kids, and you're, you know, you're trying to help them navigate not only life in general, but trying to figure out faith and how does it all fit in. And so in that process, what what do you see as some of the greatest challenges that are, because you're also teaching some of these kids, what do you see yeah. as some of the greatest challenges that face, you know, our young people today when it comes to growing up to be great young men and women and being men and women of faith. So what, what are some of those challenges that maybe you see as a parent or you see as a teacher or you've just seen in the community in general? Mm-hmm. I think our kids, like our personal children, okay. they want to be accepted and, mm. and known, I yeah. guess. They get a lot of that from me. <laughs> It's the, it's the, and I, I don't mean to say it like a negative because I, there's a lot of positives that come from my Enneagram three self. Um, but Enneagram that is Enneagram three. three. I'm a three. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a three. A You've three. never heard I of a three? I am an achiever. Okay. So I will run myself ragged. <laughs> To prove that I can do whatever it is you've said I can't do. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. I, and I, my biggest fear is to let people down or to feel like I haven't achieved something. Mm-hmm. Like I've failed in wow. some way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so always forget my kids what my Enneagram thing is. The show would just bring it up in meetings when it had something to do with me. I not, love the Enneagram. Me not being it's, good. I love it. She was like, well, you know, Mike, this is representation of your Enneagram something, like whatever I was. Okay. But if you're really into it, then you it would. It makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. No, like, again, I, I'm not saying it was wrong. It was just funny because yeah. I didn't know. I've never done them or done the Enneagram oh, wait, thing. You've never done it? She hmm. just she just, said, knows just you. said, you are an Enneagram something. That's funny. Which was, I thought it was way interesting. And then she would bring it up in staff meetings when. <laughs> the challenger. I can't remember. Challenger. What I, I think I am that. Like, and so One. she would bring it up. No, I think it's, it's eight. A, or, a seven or do you eight. know Nick? Oh, eight. Yes. Nick's looking it up. I don't know. Honestly, I forget. And she didn't mean it bad, but she would just bring it up. Now, remember, Mike, you are an Enneagram. So this is why Mm. every time you say this, people are like taking it this way. It's your one for sure. Because I don't really think about Yeah, I don't Mm. think about any of that stuff. I'm just like, say it. And I still love you. I'm just like, I don't mean mean it. You know, I don't mean it bad, you know, so... Anyway, so anyway, so Enneagram threes are pl- not pleasers. That's not what you yes. say. Achiever is, Achiever is the title, but yes, people pleaser. You care time. what people think. Yeah. You mm-hmm. are a people pleaser? Oh, yeah. That's part of her oh, yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So I think our kids get some of that from me, like okay. the wanting to be part of something and yeah. not wanting to let anybody down. And so they run themselves pretty ragged, too. Okay. Um, so I think for them, it's the... I don't want to tell somebody no, even mm. if I think it's mm. not the right thing, mm-hmm. because then they're not going to like me, yeah. or then right. I'm not going to feel accepted, or right. whatever. So I think that's a big challenge. Um, Do you think it's a challenge to live a life of faith today for young people, or is it? Is it because again, we still are in the Bible Belt, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we still are in a pretty protected, I guess, if that's the right word, community compared to, you know, stuff on the coast. And so do you see it for your own children or maybe for other kids? Is it, is it hard for them to live out their faith or not really? I really don't think so. I, I think social media plays a big part in Mm -hmm. how they're growing up and the comparing themselves to other people and, oh, well, if they don't think that's cool, then I'm not going to do that or, yeah. 
you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and so raising kids in the world of social media, what's the role of a parent? Like, what sh what role should we play in mm. how they interact with social media? I wish I was an expert on that topic. <gasps> oh, no, I'm, not, I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I just don't, I mean, again, because I think everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what it, you know, I love to hear people's views because I think I would agree with Nick when he said, and it's not going away. Right. Yeah. Right, so it's, it's not, not going away. And, and so what is the good and bads of it. And so how do we It's like help? teaching them how to use it safely. Just okay. like, I mean, just, just like anything, you know, you can have chocolate chip cookies. They're delicious. But if you eat three dozen, you're going to you throw like up. This. And, yeah. yes. I mean, this is what happens after three dozen chocolate chip so cookies. Moderation, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. We've chosen to, they didn't have devices until they were in middle school. Okay. Um, and then we monitor things. I mean, we are their friends on all of their social media platforms and they charge their phones in our bedroom and so they think we're terrible, mean, horrible people for that. Oh, but absolutely. It's like, well, we pay the bills. So. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when kids, when your kids were growing up, is that, did they have like iPhones then? See my kids, when they got their first phone was one of those blue things that. Oh, funny. The flip. Like it goes up and then you like type on it. It's That's not what a we flip. had in college. It was a. Like a oh, Nokia. Yeah. It, was the, um, it was blue and it's mm -hmm. the thing yes, slides and yes. then you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you type on it I don't or remember what it was like called. But there wasn't even, maybe there was. And you, and you had to do like, if you want to see, you had to push it three yeah. times. Yeah, to yeah get I don't see. remember oh, what exactly was. Yes, T9. I don't remember what it was, but then like the whole iPhone idea, I feel like was later. Yes, it was 2004. I feel like Emma had an iPhone in middle school, but I... Could be wrong. No, I just didn't know if like that was the thing. Because yeah. I don't remember yeah. with my kids when iPhones became a thing or when actually kids 2004. got iPhone. I, I literally remember the day. Why? Because I, I was sitting in our front, my mom's office, and I remember reading about it and I freaked out to my parents. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this. And, you and wanted, I made them come in because we didn't. it wasn't a laptop time then, you know what I mean? Right. So I remember freaking out about it. Right. Because I thought it was the coolest thing. That you could that get an iPhone. internet was on the phone. Because I couldn't comprehend that at the time. Yeah. I like, don't, literally it, everything. I don't know. It was just a magical your time. fingertips. Yes. Yeah. So I remember the day. Right. So so either way, you're saying if you monitor it, it can still be a good thing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They Especially when we were quarantined. Yeah. You know, they still felt connected to people. Right. And then with my family being so far away, mm -hmm. it's a way for them to stay connected too. Right. And so if you were giving advice to parents, what's one of the things that you did is maybe one of the best? Was it the take the phones away at night? Is it the friends piece? Is it the, like, what do you think? Because again, I do think that parents are trying to figure it out mm -hmm. because I think it's a, it's this big navigation of what role should I play and how much access you have to, you know, what this looks like today. I mean, I think you just have conversations. We have the the state police come in to talk to like fourth and fifth grade about digi digital citizenship. Oh, wow. And how that's important and how um, if you give away personal information online, you know, people can come to your house and take you. And I mean, it scares the daylights out of them, but I think that's good. Yes, I yes. Mean, have conversations that are scary. Have, yeah have the real conversations. Like, yeah. look, if you send pictures of yourself without clothes on, that's considered pornography and you, it'll be on your record forever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a child pornography charge, you're not getting a job anywhere near a school, yeah. anywhere near, you know? Right. So, I mean, you have those conversations and make it real. And Yeah, but how, maybe this is off the subject, but maybe you guys are an exception to the rule. How many parents are sitting down having those kinds of conversations with their kids? Yeah. Like, honestly. Like, and, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying you have to have these in-depth like conversations, but my perspective is there are very few parents yeah. having conversations about whether it's phones, whether it's sex, mm -hmm. whether it's like, it's funny to me that like, it was never taboo. Like talking about certain things was never taboo in our family. Like we just talked about everything. Mm -hmm. Like you got used to it. Just like, it's all getting laid out there, <laughs> you know? So yeah. we're having the conversations. And if you didn't want to have the conversations, you probably should have never done it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're talking about it, whether you like it or not, but it's funny. Like when you bring this up to a lot of other people, it's like subjects like, that mm -hmm. are taboo, you know, yeah. whether it's talking about 
sexuality. You're even talking about the idea. Like you realize like you sending naked pictures mm-hmm. out, like some people won't even have that conversation, you know, which with, is scary. But when the state police come and talk to your fifth graders about things that are right, similar in right. nature. So is that normal? Like, is gotta, it normal? Like the state police do that everywhere? I don't I've think so. We've, I know. I, I think either. we've invited them in okay. to do that. Um, yeah, because I had never heard of this. They talk can, about Snapchat and all the dangerous things that can happen. And and then kids are like deleting off their phone immediately on the bus. Yeah, because yeah, they don't realize. Are yeah, they they're talking scared. about China owning TikTok and trying to- <laughs> Probably stuff like that <laughs> No, too. not China. Yeah, I thought it was Russia. <laughs> no, it's China. I, it I got Russia. it wrong. Somebody commented uh, on our thing. And it was wrong? Yeah, I think Adam Shoemaker <laughs> sent me a thing oh, afterwards. Like, it was hey, China. Mike, it's not Russia. It's China. Okay, China. Mm-hmm. China's like the creator of TikTok and how the information that they take. And he sent the- um, Joe Rogan, is that the guy's name that does a podcast know. anyway? Oh, yes. Joe yeah, Rogan yeah. has this like, reads the user agreement for TikTok and how much information they take from you and what they take from Which, you. Which, you know what's kind of crazy? If China d- did do it, you know when it, TikTok became like a thing was during COVID and they started COVID. No, I know. That's Which the Which is just wild if you think about it. <laughs> I've never thought about it. Have you thought about that? No. Right? I know. No, she's creating they conspiracy theories. Conspiracy. I know I love conspiracy no. theories. <laughs> My point was, do you think, again, our parents having conversations with kids, do you see it, you know, or is it just you guys are an exception? Do you think you are an exception? I think we're an exception. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I see it at school when, when we as teachers say things to them and they're like, what? Yeah. We had no idea. Right. Which is so scary. Yeah. Like to think that they wouldn't think that somebody would be lying well, online. Well, and even like- don't post a picture of yourself wearing your school t-shirt Oh, because then everybody knows what school you go to. They mm-hmm. can come and take you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just things that are so simple like that, that they're not having those conversations. Right. Right. Well, in any conversation at all about, cause I, that's the other thing is I think parents are so tired now. They don't want to fight battles, mm. you know? So the phone battle, I think very few parents are fighting the phone battle. I mean, they're like, it's the best. I'm tired. It's the best babysitter we've yeah. ever owned you know, best money we've ever invested in a babysitter. And so whatever you want to go to bed with it. You want to go to your room with it. I don't want to see you either. You know, I'm not kidding. I mean, I do think that this is because of the ragged pace of society. I think a lot of people are like, just let them do it. Just let them go. Just let them be, let them have their phone at night. You know, don't make them charge it in the room. And I think, you know, we get got to just, again, we got to just try to figure out what is going to be the line and where should we and what dangers do we see and what is our part as parents to be advocates to stand up and say something. Because, again, as much as it can be good, I think that it has, again, caused a lot of problems. Yeah. You know, like I said before, I think we live in a world of accepted isolationism. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's leading to a lot of teen suicides today that have never been like that before. because. Yeah. We as parents wouldn't know if your kid is depressed because they're alone all the time anyway. Right. right. You know, right. so they're in their room interacting with their own thing and it's yeah. not abnormal. When I was a kid, if you were in your room, my parents were like, are you drunk? Are you, what are you doing <laughs> yes. in there? Yeah. Did you, have, did you pull the magazine out from under the bed? What are you doing? Yes. Right. Because nobody That's is in normal. their room. Mm-hmm. Nobody's in their room for extended period of time. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think it's pretty accepted now Absolutely, you know, that, it, that, that it's that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that again, back to where Satan winning the war, yep. you know, isolating kids is where he's winning. Yeah. You know, if he, if he can keep them isolated and I've said this for, even for us, yes. you know, the yes. idea is isolation because in isolation he can lie. Yeah. Right. But he can't lie in a group. Mm-hmm. You know, right. He can say it to you, but if we're in a group, I'd be like, Heather, you're off. Yeah. Right. You know, if we have right. a relationship, like you're off and you'd yeah. be like, well, this is what I'm thinking. And they're like, nope, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can't think that, you know, mm-hmm. and even to the point of in marriages, right. We live in same houses, but we're isolated from each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you go down the road and, and again, I think it's one of Satan's tools mm-hmm. is like, you go down the road, you sit across the room, you can stay completely engaged and entertained without ever talking to the person beside you. Right. Like yeah. you could for sure do that. And I think one of those, the reason for that tool is, is because then he can get you alone and no one's ever going to challenge it because we're not even really looking at each other. Yeah. Right. Like you're not even really seeing a body language. You're not really understanding what's happening. Uh-huh. And so the whole idea of get you alone, keep you in a room, be by yourself. Nobody knows any different. And when the thoughts start going, who's going to tell you any different, you know? And yeah, I think nobody. it's, 
I mean, think of the kids today. Like a lot of people are like, I didn't know anything was wrong. And I don't mean it's bad. No, right. But it might be because you never saw them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, again, I guess I don't want to make light of that. I'm not blaming anybody for what happens in teen right. suicide, but let's be honest. If you did that 20 years ago, somebody would be like, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You're depressed. Yes. Something's wrong. We need to talk. And there would be a, an engagement conversation today. Right or wrong, if somebody is isolated or alone or spends a lot of time by themselves, it's fully accepted. Yeah. As, yeah. As I think about mm-hmm. our kids and they have, you know, like Isaac has Xbox in mm-hmm. his bedroom and he'll sit in there and play games. And I mean, we hear him yeah, <laughs> for sure. talking to his Xbox, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think about that too with my own kids. I, I didn't really think about that. It's a accepted and normal yeah. thing. Right. Mom's going to be in this room doing mm-hmm. homework. You're right. going to be in your room doing this. Right. Nick's doing whatever <laughs> Nick <Right>. does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I grew up, I wasn't allowed to have a TV in my room for a certain amount, like until I was a certain age. Um, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things in my room. So I think there's every TV, there's a TV in every kid's room now, I think. Mm-hmm. Phone, iPad, something. Right. Yeah. But I do, I just think that we have to think through those things because we got to know that, I mean, Satan's greatest tool starts in the head, yes. right? Like his, his first, his first go at it, mm-hmm. you know, like we're going to be talking about this, this Sunday, it's, you know, we start the sports spiritual warfare series. And so one of the biggest things that was kind of like an aha moment to me, I don't know, five, six years ago was like, he talks about the spiritual realm, like the battles in the mm-hmm. spiritual realm. But what he tries to get you to do is bring the battle into the physical realm. This is what Satan does. And he knows that if you're fighting a battle in the physical, your spiritual is always going to hurt. Mm, So one of the things that he tries to do is put contention in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're fighting each other, you think that's the enemy and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Right. And so when the and so when you start to fight, so whether it's your husband, your wife, your kids, now all of a sudden you became isolated. Mm -hmm. And now he can do things in his head that he could not do when you guys weren't, Mm -hmm. right? And so those things happen very strategically because he knows, you know, if you're not isolated, one of the way to isolate you is to help you get mad at somebody. Right. Fight with Jenny Mm because she's the enemy, you know, or fight with Nick because he's the enemy. And then all of a sudden when you do that, there's something that happens inside of you that withdraws. Yeah. And this is in every fight, right? Mm-hmm. We withdraw, we get alone. It's the fight then, or flight. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, which is weird, then all of a sudden your mind does things that it would never do before. Yeah. It goes and psycho. it happens in the midst of a fight. It doesn't happen any other time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so again, back to this idea, if tension has happened and somebody goes and bees alone, it's not even really that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, we're alone a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not really that abnormal. Yeah, it's not really it. like not talking isn't even that abnormal. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, for a lot of people sitting around, sitting in a house at night and not having conversations yes. with people, isn't that abnormal. Right. 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 For people today. And so I think, Using not only fighting, but using isolation, you know, mm-hmm. is a way that the enemy is going to continue to get inroads into people or children, Absolutely. you know, that, you know, we can, we're going to have to figure it out. And yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Cause like I said, I'm not saying just because somebody sits in the room and they're on their phone or they're on their Xbox, that's a terrible thing. But at what point would we know, you know, if mm-hmm. something's going on, what point would we know? Cause not even like, are they looking at bad things? Like, that's not even what I'm saying. It's the idea that you're used to being alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's scary. You're the idea of allowing yourself to process your own thoughts and you never process those thoughts with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that thing. Cause I think that can be dangerous. Yes, yeah. it can. When you don't learn to process thoughts with other people, mm-hmm. you know, and be able to go to that place. Yeah. So anyway, okay. We only got... Ten minutes left. Okay, so, ten minutes left. Let's questions go. because question time. Question time. <laughs> yes. And also, you said that we were starting it this week. When this airs, it will be last week. Oh, I'm sorry. What Maybe did I say? or le- two oh, weeks yeah, ago. The, the new sermon series. Yeah. The su- oh, new so sermon you series. have already listened to. Yes, it. you yeah. will. Okay. So that will be. See, interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I, Nick and I have had conversations about like he was up on the worship team this week, mm. so. Anytime that he or I are in some kind of leadership role, mm. that's when Satan's like, mm, yeah, oh, for sure. So yeah. the night of worship's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be great because yeah. we're already feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. And again, I think that for whatever reason, 
I think we forget that you really have this enemy, and I think we forget what he's really trying to destroy. Yeah. You know, and gosh, it is— I hope, I hope, that's what I'm praying for. I just hope for whatever we talk about for the next six, seven weeks, however many weeks it is, God, that there are some things unveiled that people can see so they think and at least be aware, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why we're starting this with, you know, the war is real. Yeah. You need to know and we need to understand how it works. Yep. So. Yeah, there's a lot of people excited for this series. It'll be good. So Mm -hmm. whenever it starts. So you'll have already listened to week one. Right. So you'll give us your feedback on what you think about week one. (laughs) All right. Question. Actually, she said this is not a question. It's from Chris Jackson. Jackson. It's not a question. It's not a question. (laughs) She says, I don't have a question, but wanted to comment on how much I enjoy watching and listening to her sing. That's sweet. (laughs) What What did you call Chris? Deb? Barb. Barb. Yeah. Her <laughs> See, you'll name. never Just forget like that. yesterday when I called Nathan something. Yeah, but I mean, that's the same thing. It's the brothers. Yeah, well, it's okay, Barb. Yeah, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Dairy Queen growing up, and my boss called me Megan. I worked there for two years, <laughs> oh, and she called me God. Megan. Yeah, the whole time. So, that's funny. Fun fact. Tim Giannis. He has good questions. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Heather has a beautiful voice. Who are some of her musical influences? And is there any song that she sings that has special meaning to her? She's oh, awesome. Wow. That is a good question. Right? That is a good question. I love Natalie Grant. Mm, she's yes. probably my favorite. That I, isn't a name I have not heard for a long time. Yeah, like, she's, she's part old, of the right? belonging company at this point. And so belonging. Mm-hmm. And so they travel like a... I'm trying to think of who else, like Elevation. Oh, and all that. Yeah. So she's mm. the belonging company. Okay. Is that really the but company's name? But she's still out there yeah. singing and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay, yeah. I can worship. remember her when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. So I love listening uh, to her. I don't know that I have a, a favorite song or something mm-hmm. that means more. I, lyrics are super powerful. So, I mean, you've seen me get emotional on stage yeah. and it's like, <gasps> you know, it yeah. just hits you or you know what people are going through. Yes. And so you watch them worship yes. and it's like, Wow, they have nothing to be happy about, but mm-hmm. here they are praising God. Yeah. It's just yeah, that gets me. That's gets why me. this week when Nick had his hands in the air and they were doing that uh, when mountains move and giants yeah. fall, and I'm like, if I, <laughs> I'm like, if I could just jump up there right now because <laughs> lyrics like that, there's yeah. just something about to remember, remember those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God who moves well, and mountains. then you you sing songs like um, "Bring the Rain." Mm. I am not singing that. I don't want the rain. No, thank you. Right. Right. All right. Tammy Gass, love both of them and all they do for Life Church and his kingdom. Thank you for your servant's heart and all you do. Wow. Wow. Tammy Gass, that's the first time she's been on. Yeah, I think so. she's never said anything. Mm -hmm. I think there's another one that's the first time too. All right. Lisa Leist. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Love this gem on earth. That is what she said. What? <laughs> you were like rereading it to think it I wasn't know, right? Yes, because I was very confused. And she has a pink heart. Hmm. What is her advice on keeping a genuine smile through life? Oh. I know that's a good one. Are you naturally a joyful person? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I'm waiting, like, I'm, so. I'm waiting for the peanut gallery oh, to come he, he nodded. Oh. Yeah, he agreed. Yeah, so you would yeah. say you're a naturally I think so. joyful person. Yeah. We all I'm have an moments, I was a cheerleader growing up, so it's Definitely. just like Yeah, so maybe you and Jenny should make... get up and do a couple of those things. <gasps> we should. Yeah. We should. Remember when you used to do those, Jenny? I know the Huntington oh, North the, fight song. Um, the kick when yeah, I did the— like you would yeah, do the— nice. Yeah. You know, and you do the— The clapping. Yeah, the <laughs> little thing where you put your hands like this so it makes that certain noise. Yes. You do know the fight song? I do. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to do it at the end? We may have to. We may have to. Yes. I just need to see it once and then I'll be good. round table first. Do you know it? I mean, yeah, I do know it. I did it for four years. We've okay. made some adjustments. I've been coaching for five years, oh, so well we've the, made some adjustments. This will make sense. It'll be close. Okay. From Ashley Dorsett. Oh. My question for Heather is, if you are being completely honest with yourself, would you say hip hop is really your <laughs> lifestyle or not so much? Oh my She'll gosh. understand. I love her. So I showed this um, vi- video to my cheerleaders. It's like from the 80s. Okay. Because we were dancing and they... <laughs> They looked white. And I, <laughs> I, needed them, oh, gosh. I needed them to like move in yes. a way that was 
a little more hip hop. And so at the very end of this video, this lady who is not hip hop at all goes, hip hop, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) So that's kind of been my mantra. Uh, So you say that to them? I do. So did you model the like hip hop Of course I did. So you got it. Oh yeah. Yeah, she does. She taught the dance class for um, Oh yeah, I did Fuego out at Champs. Yeah, for like ever. Listen, we have got to save enough time for a little dancing and a little uh, (laughs) Huntington North fight song. Yeah. <laughs> All we right. have to have some music coming in though. Music coming in? Yeah, a little hip hop music. So you both can get up and show us your non-white movement. Oh, I'm down. Yes. <laughs> All right. From a number that is not saved. I don't, I apologize. They want to know, has being in a teacher slash coach position taught you anything new about Christ? Oh yeah. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> there's been some trouble in paradise lately. Really? Um, Coaching high school girls is just hard Mm. and trying to love them and show them how to love each other Mm. when they don't always agree with each other. Especially high school girls. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think being able to just humble myself and I don't have to be the boss. I don't have to be the the person in charge. I'm leading them. I'm not bossing them. Mm. Yeah. That has taught me a lot. And I'm in school right now to get my admin license. And so— I've learned a lot about leadership and mm-hmm. being hmm. a, an encourager without being a boss. Hmm. Like you can, there's a big difference between 360 yes. degree leadership. Yeah. Do they have you read that book yet? No, but I've heard of that one. Yes. That's a good one. Cause that's the whole concept of it all. Like, yeah. are you okay being a leader when you're not the boss? Mm. Right? Yeah. Or how do you be a leader? Servant leadership yeah. has been a big theme throughout the program. Yeah. Interesting. All right. From Karen Bennett. She also has good questions. What are the top, few things parents can do or not do to help their children be successful in class. Ooh. Ooh, in class. I think support, in class. support the teacher. Ooh, like, yeah. Don't ever say anything negative about the child's teacher in front of the child. Mm. Um, Does that happen a lot? That happens yeah. a lot. And Does the kids really? will come to school and say, well, my mom doesn't like you. Uh, or No, they my don't. Mo-. I've heard that from it's my For mo- real. Aunt, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. Um, or my mom says, you're stupid and whatever. I've even yeah. had, my dad says, if, if you did your job right, we wouldn't have homework. Oh I mean, it's just stuff my. like that. So like I think stupid stuff. And if you disagree with the teacher, fine. Yeah, you know, sure. I'm an adult. If you disagree with me, yeah. come and talk to me about yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, don't bash me in front of your kid. Yeah, it taints them. <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I would never have thought that. Yeah. Kids have enough guts to come and say, my mom and dad said. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there we go. Those are the questions. Awesome. Okay, so let's do the fight song. Yeah. No, I really, she would need to show it to me first. <laughs> I yes, we no, knew it. I oh, yeah, I did, it for, that, I did it for four I years. I mean, what's the big deal? I did it for four years. Sure, I, I know. I said she would need to show me one time we'll and then practice, I could do it. And then we can do a roundtable short or yeah, something. Yeah, because they want okay. Nick back. Do you well, even they want know Nick how back, it so starts? he'll just come back on. Na, 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 na. Hey, go, mighty Vikings. Praise. <laughs> I love it. It's no, been right. a okay. long time. It has been 12 years and some drugs, okay? <laughs> Gosh, guys. <laughs> we'll cut you some slack. Yeah, oh. but I knew the beginning of the song. No, I just think it's good. Yeah, that would be good. We'll come back, put a little hip hop music on. We can do it out on. on Champs. Huh? We can do it out in Champs. No, I know. This we could can. be like we can have an a race added while we're thing at it. to the podcast. Added bonus. Yeah, yes. added like this is the bonus <laughs> round. Yes. I love it. Yeah. With bloopers. You, huh? With oh, bloopers. Because there ton, will for sure be bloopers. bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. So Heather, we're going to, again, love to get to know you more. Love to see what God's doing in your life and what he's going to do. Because it sounds like, you know, a lot of things coming down the pipe. You're doing new things through education. Mm-hmm. Kids are getting older. So you're starting yeah. these new, you know, chapters in life and lots of things happening there. So we'll continue to be praying for you and the things that are happening Obviously, everybody loves to see you up on the worship team and yeah. what you're giving back to the church in that way. And again, we just thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your life with us. And thank you for your servant uh, life church. And obviously, the community thanks you for being a teacher and a coach who cares about kids because that's, I would say, it's a rare commodity mm-hmm. in the day that we live in today. So thanks yeah. for being with us. Uh, Jenny, don't forget the number. I wasn't I going did to. You did. Two weeks I in know. A row. Two weeks in a row, I almost forgot to <laughs> It's number. okay. It's all good. So text podcast to 260-408-8383 because we want to be in contact with you. We want your questions, engagement, all that good stuff. And when I put this out on social media, like, share, comment, 
do all the good things because we want it out there and we want more people to see it. And if you want to be a guest. And if you want to be a guest, yes. yeah. Because we just decided beforehand we had Heather's My kids. Oh, that's on, right. That's right. You yeah. Know, and we were doing some fun podcast stuff. You guys were. Huh? That you was were. a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, bring yeah, them on. They're and funny. Change it up a little bit. A bird is a quarterback. Huh? You yeah, said they bird were the is top, a quarterback. <laughs> well, they were coming up with cool ideas, like the top five they animals were. you would have on your football team. Mm-hmm. Like, who thinks about that? Like, this is the kind of stuff I could sit around and think about all day long. You did. You sat and you you blended in well. <laughs> I'm a kid. That's the I problem. Know. I'm a kid at heart. You're Still. like, listen, I'd have this and then I'd have this. <laughs> I know. I'd go right yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. elephant is the speed fullback. Goat. The eagle was going to be the quarterback. Speed goat? The speed goat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember road what it was. Runner. But here, road runner. Yeah, but here's the deal. So we had road runner <laughs> as a wide receiver, but then they put a cheetah as the quarterback or the corner. You know, which guards the wide receiver, so yes. the cheetah would eat the roadrunner. Right. Yeah. That's so you're perfect because I love yep. defense and hate offense. So it's awesome. <laughs> oh Let the cheetah eat. Let the cheetah eat. Yes. yes. Let the cheetah eat. <laughs> <laughs> and right. they came in for it. Yeah. Good. All right. So again, thanks, Heather, yeah. for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for their, uh, that has been watching or that's been listening. Mm-hmm. Hope we continue to share and like and get it out there as we continue to try to figure out how to have influence into not only your lives, but into the lives of other people. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.